0: guys welcome to chapters through our eyes i'm very grateful that you're here our names are ashwarya and druva and this specific episode is for our lovely book talkers and bookstagrammers so if you belong to this wonderful community keep listening and if you're not keep listening too maybe you'll find some passion you never thought you had
1: So since this is our first episode, we wanted to cover content that is really near and dear to our hearts. So in this case, we chose a book called Behind Closed Doors written by the author B.A. Paris. Not only is this an excellent read, but it examines some really amazing global issues that allows us to gain deeper insight on the characters and the book as a whole. So just a heads up, Everything discussed today is simply our opinion and perspective and is not meant to be criticism towards the book at all. And another heads up, a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read the book yet, as we will be talking about some main issues in the book.
0: Okay, so now moving on to the main synopsis of Behind Closed Doors. So everyone knows that there's a couple named Jack and Grace. Uh, Jack has all the looks and wealth and Grace has all the charm and elegance and you might not want to like them, but you kind of somehow do. Um, You'd get to know more about Grace, um, but it's kind of difficult because you realize that Jack and Grace are kind of never really apart. Uh, So some might call this true love, but others might ask why Grace never gets to answer the phone or how she just never meets for coffee even though she doesn't have work to do and how she can cook such elaborate meals but remain so slim and why there are bars on uh, one of her bedroom windows.
1: Now let's get right into chapter one. So right in the beginning, we are hit with an elaborate scene, introducing our stars, Jack and Grace. And right from the beginning, the author is able to sense or give us an eerie kind of tone on the relationship between Jack and Grace.
0: Yeah, so like during the beginning, we noticed that Jack and Grace, they have invited people like to have dinner with them, right? And uh, they're like very close friends. They invited very close friends to dinner. And uh, naturally, Grace um, cooks such a really, an amazing meal, right? Um, but when those people come to have dinner with them, they kind of notice, and I feel like we do get some sort of perspectives from these people as well. Um, they come and they notice that grace is slim you know like grace and jack they have a very good relationship or they at least show that they have a really good relationship um in front of these friends but there's always something eerie as Ishwarya said there's always something off and i feel like this kind of sets the entire mood or the entire tone for the rest of the book right exactly Exactly. It's like being too good to
1: be true, right? The relationship between Jack and Grace was just so perfect that the characters in the book, along with the audience, is forced to believe that there's something different. And this is where I believe Grace's inner monologue really helps us. We don't just see the book from a third-person perspective, but we get to see what's happening inside Grace's head. And her inner monologue really, really helps us understand what's really going on inside her head throughout the beginning scenes and throughout the entire book as a whole, she keeps referring to herself as having to be the perfect mm-hmm. wife, the perfect partner for Jack, and you know, that's it's a little
0: odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of definitely odd. And here's the thing that kind of interests me. Like, during the beginning of the book, as a reader, I knew there was something wrong, you know? I knew there was something wrong. But the author just used the words in such a way that it made it seem like everything was completely fine. Like even to the readers, it seemed like Grace and Jack, they both had an amazing life. But there was something off, you know? Like I just feel like a very happy couple wouldn't like have such a distant relationship like Grace kind of mentioned in her monologue. Right, it was just very distant, and I feel like there should be more love and there should be more passion, but like that just wasn't there, and that kind of rose suspicions because, um, just to get a little bit more into the book and the details and the formatting, this book kind of jumps back from the past to the present. So um, in those past uh, chapters, we get to uh, know a little bit more about Grace and Jack's history, and. They're, they have some very deep history, as you can see, Ashwary. Right? They have some very, very deep history, and definitely, yeah. Yeah, they um, have a very deep history, and we're gonna get, we're gonna touch on that as we um get along with this uh, podcast. But we just need to know that Jack and Grace, they just don't add up.
1: Exactly, and you know, it's good thing that you brought up the history part because the history and showing the past how they really, you know, got to meet each other really gives us a little more insight on. Jack and Grace's relationship because it's mentioned quite earlier in the story that they were only dating for a couple months before they decided to tie the knot and yes it does happen in a lot of modern day occurrences but it does cause you to raise even more suspicion right what did Grace see in Jack that made her just fall head over heels in love with him and that's what we see in a lot of the flashback scenes Jack first meeting Grace Jack you know wanting to pursue Grace and Grace being absolutely smitten with Jack
0: but didn't you find something suspicious with Jack when like he first introduced himself he to Grace? He was just too perfect. Yeah, like, like guys right. that. like there wasn't any flaw. And I feel like even yeah. Grace did notice this, but she's like, oh, um, it's been too long in my life. I just want to find someone, you know? Kind of like that this mentality. is
1: where the supporting characters really help out. In the flashback scenes, we're introduced to Grace's sister, Millie, who suffers from Down syndrome. It was in a picnic. Mm -hmm. at the park with Millie when, you know, Grace and Jack first meet. And this kind of really shows you why exactly Jack and Grace are forced to meet.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, okay, Millie, she's just very, she's kind of like a child, you know? Like, people with Down syndrome, I feel like even though they seem older, they do have some conditions which do make them a little bit more um, vulnerable in a way, right? But exactly. there's just something different about Millie. Like, we could sense it right there. And then she cared a lot for Grace. And she cared a lot for um, who Grace uh, really talked to. Like, she had a really good relationship with Jack. But I feel like somewhere deep inside, Millie always knew there was something wrong with Jack. Don't really you think so? smart,
1: right? She's not like the average sibling. Even with her condition, she was beyond her age. She was smart in realizing that, you know, Jack may not be the perfect person the audience and grace was forced to believe that there really might be something hiding under his stunning and attractive exterior that you know he might not be that perfect person we're all led to believe
0: yeah exactly and that kind of leads us you know as grace and jack's relationship kind of develop and when they kind of start to you know form a really good relationship and when when they're like about to marry about to marry you did notice that Millie knew about Jack because Jack kind of purposely pushed her, you know, down the staircase.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, this is where we see like a really big change in Jack's behavior. Starting with pushing Millie down the staircase. And then after the wedding, we see that, you know, Jack is not letting Grace see Millie. That's also a huge red flag, a big change in demeanor from the Jack we all, you know, knew and loved. After that, their first night in the hotel, it's supposed to be a big, fantastic event, a night full filled with amazing memories. Jack's gone, not there the entire night. Grace is forced to leave tens to fifties voicemails and missed calls and no response at all. Jack comes back the next morning, no explanation. Grace is just worried, you know, we're starting to see like a bit of a deterioration in their otherwise seemingly perfect relationship. They're off to the airport. In the airport, we see, you know, the usual Jack, the nice Jack, the friendly Jack, the caring, loving husband. And now we reach Thailand. And this is where we really start to see what Jack's intention was, and puzzle pieces from the story really start to come together. And we see what Jack's true intentions were.
0: Yeah, and then, as Ashwara said, when they, like, land at the hotel, they're in their hotel room, they have this, this really, it's not that huge of a room, but it's not, like, small either. I feel like Grace just expected a little bit more from Jack at that Mm -hmm. point, right? Uh, But when they land, Right, and when they're at the hotel and they're a hotel room, it just feels back to how it was before, you know, that entire distance in their relationship okay. and the fact that Jack was just acting so weird and suspicious at the same time. Right? And then that's when Grace that's when she stepped up, she showed courage and she she asked him a question. And that question was around the lines of who are you? What are you doing? This is new to me. You are a completely different person. Like, who in the world are you, right? And then at that point, Jack was like, oh, okay, so you kind of finally found the courage to, you know, ask me and everything. So then he just started explaining his intentions, and his intentions were bad, weren't they, Ashwarya? They were kind of bad.
1: They were a surprise, even to me. Like, we, as a reader, we knew something was off. But hearing, you know, his childhood, where he came from and his intentions for Grace, for Millie, it was a truly shocking surprise. And, you know, it's really surprising to know that someone who could be so caring and so gentle and was able to put on like a perfect smile and a perfect face to the outside world could be such a monster, could be such a psychopath inside who could be even capable of having such thoughts to do to such innocent people.
0: Yeah, and I remember one of the stories that he told was uh, from his past, right? Okay. Um, and it was of his mother and how, you know, his father kind of like, I don't know, killed her mother in a very brutal way. And that entire history and that entire traumatic childhood, I guess that's when the entire psychological trauma occurred for Jack. Like, I feel like he also deals with psychological trauma and it was all related to his past experiences and the reason why he has such bad intentions for Grace and Millie is because of this, um, of these psychological traumas from his past, right?
1: Yeah, and it's true. A lot of trauma, even in modern cases, can often be traced back to issues in the childhood. Abusive parents or just a bad experience or a bad surrounding to be born and brought up in. And now, you know, as a reader, you're truly shocked. Is Jack really gonna, you know have this kind of control over grace is she not going to be able to you know escape and as a reader even i'm thinking of ways you know grace could get out of this situation how could she possibly you know understand what the entire problem she's being trapped in and how can grace escape is there a way for grace to get out of this problem and is everything jack is saying so far real is it a prank even i as a reader wondered this is just a joke mm-hmm. that jack is playing
0: yeah, and like, just like you, Ashwarya, the entire time I was thinking, oh, like, how can Grace get out of this? Like, how can she escape? How can she do that, this, that, right? And then I realized, or like, uh, there was a part in the story when she finally found a way to contact with one of the managers or the uh, supervisors of the hotel, right? And she wanted to ask for um, the number to their local police station, right? And, yeah. then, and then right as she was about to do that, Jack came in and then told everyone that Grace was suffering a psychological trauma or some sort of yes, psychological yeah, problems. That was... And then everyone believed him, you know? That's yeah. how much power he holds. And the fact that he did not let Grace escape in any, like, time during when they were at the honeymoon just proved that Jack had been... Prepping for this entire day.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's frustrating because that scene that you mentioned, it's good that you brought it up. It says a lot about society. No matter how much of a distress that Grace showed to be in, saying she wanted to contact the police station, she wanted, you know, a way out of here, people just believed a strong, well-looking, you know, smooth talking man that just came up and claimed she had problems. This just shows that people who are often, you know, victims in abusive relationships, the other person is often well planned. They're smart. They're able to make sure that all doors are closed, that there's absolutely no way Grace could get out of this situation. And it's frustrating as a reader because you want Grace to succeed, right? You're probably someone who has seen other abusive relationships. You've seen people like Jack or you've experienced being with someone like Jack and you desperately want Grace to succeed. You want her to contact the police station. You want her to get out of Thailand, but you're just victim to seeing how Jack has effortlessly maneuvered the situation to be in his favor.
0: Yes, exactly. And it also leads back to how Jack, you know, kept Grace out in the balcony all alone for hours and hours straight, torturing her, you know, Mm -hmm. mentally and showing her how much power he holds over her and Millie. And he did that for like, a week or like days on right until they were finally able to get back to um, you know their home
1: mm-hmm. right so and he didn't even ease in he didn't start slowly you know like slowly control her build his way up no he hit her with like a very extreme level of control which we often don't see it was surprising how you know he was just totally fine locking a human being who he you know we have to believe had some sort of emotional or physical attachment to and he was totally fine leaving her out in the balcony like that
0: well and then we see that jack and grace uh they went out you know just to tour thailand and mm-hmm. jack kind of forced grace to take pictures you know yeah. to show it's, people it's part
1: of the story you know he's yeah. trying to make himself believable anyone else you know how was thailand you know how was it fun gotta show some pictures right
0: he's yeah making
1: sure all the doors are closed.
0: And that leads back to like the first chapter when um, Grace showed um, other people the pictures that just proved that they were happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? And you then. Make sure that to an outside eye, you know, they're not suspicious. Because as an outsider, Jack is perfect, Grace is perfect, and there's also pictures to support their story.
0: So everything was planned. Everything. Well
1: executed. Yeah.
0: Yes, it And was, then, you know, we mm-hmm.
1: slowly start to see his other intentions, where well, it wasn't just Grace, his target was also Millie.
0: Yes, Millie, of course. And that leads to when they get back home and when they're, you know, just staying there and how um, Grace isn't allowed to call her parents or her friends without Jack standing by her the entire time, you know? Mm-hmm. That level of control, that's terrifying. And yeah, then... Because- Mm-hmm.
1: because you know you want to get out you have ideas in your head but everything is a risk every path you want to pursue is closed you can't call your family you can't call friends She can't have an open conversation with Millie she's not allowed outside of the home Given her own cell phone nothing
0: and what's more toxic than all of that is the fact that at first grace was given like a beautiful room right Mm -hmm. like jack genuinely wanted her to have like a good stay at the home however whenever she tried to escape or whenever she just was against him or tried to kill him uh, to some extent jack took away some of her privileges Right, yeah, took away food, took away uh, a lot of her clothes, uh, her entire room, locked her up, no entertainment whatsoever. It literally got down to that point where she was given nothing to do, just stay in her room all day. And just imagine how much your mind would be impacted, how much trauma you would have to go through, you know. It was
1: literally slow psychological torture. Literal jail cells where you have more freedom and flexibility and entertainment than what Grace was given, especially by someone who she once loved, who she once considered like her favorite person in the world.
0: Yeah, and then occasionally they went to go see Millie, and at that point, Grace was terrified. You know, Grace was terrified. And Millie, she. Okay, at that point of the story, I don't feel like they told the readers that Millie knew Jack was you know
1: no that comes a little bit later
0: yeah I think that came
1: we are just like Grace we're horrified because we know that Grace isn't the only victim that a helpless person with a disability is also falling victim to Jack's horrendous mind
0: yeah and then the entire like the target right the target was Millie Mm -hmm. who suffered through Down syndrome Right? Yeah,
1: and it also shows that often people with mental illnesses can be used as leverage.
0: Which is wrong, right? Because you wrong, care so right? much
1: for them, which is, it's absolutely wrong. There's no justification for it. And then we start to slowly, you know, learn about the room in the basement.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of those, like, torture methods back in the days.
1: Oh, yeah, like Saw, if you, like, you know, watch the Saw movies. It's, it's like that. And, you know, we learn more about, you know, Jack's profession as a lawyer,
0: Oh, yeah, profession as a lawyer. That also played a huge impact um, in the story.
1: Yeah,
0: and then, you know, they went to uh, occasional uh, meetings with Millie, and Jack built a relationship with Millie, and Grace did not like that at Mm -hmm. all because she wanted Millie to be safe, right? But as soon as Grace started to do something that was against Jack, Jack kind of, you know, freaked out and just did horrible things to her.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as a reader, you know, we want Millie to understand. We want Millie to know the truth. Yeah. Jack, Mm -hmm. a person who she also loves so, so much, isn't, you know, isn't who she thought he was going to be like.
0: And here's the twist. The entire time, Millie knew. And Grace did not know about it.
1: And I think it started ever since, you know, he pushed her down to the wedding. Yeah,
0: and Millie did not tell anyone about that, but we readers knew that, like, later on.
1: It wouldn't be useful if she told anyone, you know? I don't think anyone would believe her like that, because Jack, someone who's built up, you know, a reputation in society as being a lawyer who's never lost a case, who's helped, you know, tens to hundreds of women, you know, suffer through domestic abuse, you wouldn't, no one would believe Millie. Even us, at the beginning of the story, we wouldn't have believed Millie.
0: Yeah, and then that moves on to um, Millie's birthday party, right? And both Grace and Jack have been planning this birthday party for quite a long time. They're inviting friends like Diane, um, who is a very, very important part of this story. Uh, But they're inviting everyone and um, showing them Millie's new room, which is yellow, right? bright yellow. Millie loves that color. And then as soon as the friends came and then they had a really great time and then Millie received like an amazing dress and she wore it and it was all perfect. Yes. It felt very normal, right? Especially to yeah, an outsider, it, it feels normal. It felt
1: like a normal scene, like just something that could happen, you know, in any household in an otherwise very very twisted story. At this that felt like, you know, the characters we loved.
0: Yeah, and at that time I literally thought this was all a joke. I thought that Jack was, like, some really good person and, like, I was just dreaming about it or something like <laughs> Honestly, that. Honestly, <laughs> I was
1: prepared for me to turn the page and be like, Grace wakes up from her dream. Yeah. And everything was normal.
0: Yeah, but that did not happen, you know, because we yeah. understand that Grace and Jack still had that distant relationship throughout yes. the entire birthday party, right? And um, mm-hmm. and after that birthday party, they had meetings with Millie and then they found out that Jack can like legally own Millie you know
1: yeah and this is when we know we start to see more layers of Grace's psychological distress because not only is she trapped Millie's entire life is also going to be under Jack's control
0: yeah because think about it if Millie and Grace are both under Jack's control then there is no one to help them like there's literally no 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 one Right? Grace's parents, both of them, they just don't want anything to do with Millie in the first place. And, you know, they're way off. They're like far away from them to begin with.
1: Like New Zealand, I think.
0: Yeah, very far away from them. And like, I feel like contact would kind of be impossible considering that Jack also controls the contacts.
1: Yeah, so it's he's just tightening the knot making sure that, you know, any link Grace has to the outside world is slowly, slowly, you know, either he gets control of them or he cuts them off.
0: Yeah, so the entire objective or the enti- entire goal um, that Grace had this um, this entire time was to make sure that Millie does not get in the hands of Jack. And how is she going to do that?
1: Yeah, and honestly, this is sad because for Jack, Grace and Millie are so- solely objects for his psychological pressure
0: yeah of course and it's again it's all because of psychological uh, trauma buildup up that he had in his past um so i don't really know if we can kind of say that jack is a bad person which i don't like yeah he may be i mean
1: he was young right so he yeah. had the opportunity to seek help i refuse to believe that you know when he was young a teenager even a young adult that no one you know realized this or even he realized that you know he's having dark thoughts or he's thinking about things he shouldn't and didn't try to get help.
0: Yeah, because like Jack, just considering that he has tremendous passion for his occupation, his entire career, which is law, like he's a lawyer, right? and he's
1: Especially handling domestic abuse cases.
0: Yeah, and he's like dealing with these cases, right? He's dealing with these cases. He's so into it that it just feels like Jack himself could be a way better person than he is right now.
1: I honestly, I feel like that makes him a worse character in my perspective because he's constantly seeing women who have suffered the bad side effects of domestic abuse. He's seen women with, you know, physical harm, who's faced bodily harm, Mm -hmm. who's faced mental torture, and yet he feels it's right for him to portray that exact same behavior on two other seemingly perfect
0: people. My question would be, why? You know, like he goes through this entire uh, trial with the, um, not the, like he witnesses such trials and he does the same thing that he is against.
1: Or I guess like. That's just, you know, a well written story. It, you know, it forces me to believe like someone who's faced so much trauma, like, would you feel it's right to enact that on someone else? I just think it's a form of sadism. You know, when you get pleasure from other people's pain, maybe even he doesn't know why he feels the need to control other people.
0: Yeah, and then that ties back to the psychological trauma. And I feel like if you went through all those experiences, all those negative experiences, there's going to be negative buildup, right?
1: Probably. And that's going to
0: impact your actions 100%, unless yeah. you choose not to.
1: And it's surprising that someone with so much psychological trauma could be so smart, could achieve a law degree, practice law for so many years, be literally undefeated. You'd assume that someone with so much trauma would allow that to affect their profession.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he's undefeated, like ever, and like he hasn't ever lost a case, Mm -hmm. I feel like Grace is going to use this to her advantage. Yeah,
1: probably will.
0: Yes, she will. She is going to use this for her advantage. So, how does she use it for her advantage?
1: She, you know, she's slowly able to talk him into it. She's starting to build up a small conversation with Jack. Yes. She's able Mm -hmm. to get him to confide in her.
0: She's, I feel like she's trying to make him trust her, you know?
1: so instead of being the person who's constantly trying to escape or portraying a kind of rebellious behavior, he, she's probably trying to show him that, you know, she's succumbed to this kind of a lifestyle. She's not going to fight it anymore.
0: Yes, like, do whatever you want. I accept yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of Which mentality. Which is probably what, you know, Jack wants.
0: Yeah, and it makes Jack's job a lot easier.
1: Yeah, someone who's just completely in his control. It's easy for him now.
0: Yeah, and then because of that, Jack, Grace, and Millie, they all had a meeting together, and... Not like a meeting, you know, like what I mean, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They met up. <laughs>
0: yeah, they met up. Uh, so they all met up and Millie and Grace, they both went to the washroom. And of course... Yes, I was so excited this part. It, yeah. And of course, Jack, you know, resisted on them going to the washroom. But like, you know, they had to go. Could he
1: followed them into the women's
0: washroom? Nope. That's going to be weird, sus. <laughs>
1: it's weird how, you know, Grace didn't explore this option earlier. Going into a women's washroom. In a public place with someone else.
0: So, Grace and Millie, they both went to the washroom, and this is when Millie gives Grace the drugs, right? Yes. The, the drugs.
1: Aspirin, I believe.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Millie gives Grace the drugs, and it's just enough, you know? It's like enough.
1: Yes. Just enough to give Grace an out of this relationship.
0: Yeah. So, it's either going to kill him well it all depends on his body type and stuff but it's either gonna mm-hmm. kill him or it's gonna put him to sleep or like knock just him out long enough. just long enough so that she can escape and you know tell the police or something
1: yes and you know get out of the relationship and now you know we see Grace's plan in action but the first and most hardest part is getting it into the house especially when you know Jack is watching Grace's every single move
0: mm-hmm. and how does she get into the house well She kind of sneaks it up, her shoe.
1: Yeah, keeps it between her toes and then tucks it into the waistband of her pants. It's smart, really, being able to distract someone so long. But see, this is where we see, you know, the vulnerability that Grace showed coming into action. Yeah. The fact that Mm -hmm. she was able to get Jack to trust her, to, you know, open up to her, to create a conversation, this then became useful.
0: And that was entire entirely grace's strategy right Mm -hmm. that was grace's strategy on her way out
1: yeah now we see that jack wasn't the only smart person you know that grace is more than just someone who you know is under his control
0: yeah and then one day right one day when grace has the drugs long enough and it was i think it was like on the day of the trial or like after he lost you know it was after he lost right
1: He he gives him the drugs after he loses. He comes home, he's distressed. And also, this is the day before their next Thailand trip.
0: Yeah, so it was like after he loses. Right, she takes this to her advantage because uh, she knows that Jack is going to be vulnerable. Devastated. Devastated, yeah, that too. And she uses this opportunity to make him get like, you know, like cups of wine, and then, yeah. and then when Jack goes out, she takes the drugs, you know, mixes it in, and then... Yeah,
1: even it's written so, you know, elaborately that it really shows us how careful, you know, Grace planned all of this.
0: Yeah, and all of that she did so that she and Millie both can live a free life.
1: Yeah, and you know, she was able to successfully give him the drugs, and we start to, you know, slowly, slowly see... her plan is working but the drugs don't immediately knock him out or make him drowsy they grace has to first bring him to the basement
0: yes and guess what happens i think she locks him in that room right i don't think it was on purpose i think grace's initial plan
1: was to kill him she thought that you know because a lot of people aren't usually educated on how much aspirin it takes to knock someone out completely, Mm -hmm. like to kill them. So, you know, she hoped that what Millie gave her was enough, brought him down to the basement. He was unconscious. He was, you know, getting drowsy. He was knocked out. And then Grace just left.
0: Wait, she locked him in the room though, right?
1: I don't think so because, you know, we see this later at the end of the story because she left thinking he, you know, was done. But he actually wasn't.
0: Okay, but Grace still got out, right? Yeah,
1: Grace was out, safe and sound.
0: Grace was out, everything's all right, and then the police come the other day, and then they find Jack dead,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And yeah. I feel like that's but when the entire... in the
1: meantime, we see, you know, what Grace is doing in Thailand on her, you know, vacation alone. Yeah. So now she's building up the story as, you know, the distressed wife.
0: Yeah, like oh i was trying to call jack the entire time but he wouldn't pick up and then i went to thailand i was like where are you where are you and then
1: yeah she's making sure she's talking to the person at the front desk the concierge yeah they know
0: yeah like acting like all vulnerable and all like stressed Mm -hmm. and it was just you know normal wife behavior
1: yeah a believable act completely
0: very believable right and then she does this entire act Gets back to her house. The police put her on trial. But I... Not on trial. Um, I feel like before that happens, she meets up with Diane, right? Yes. To figure out the entire Dan story. her
1: up from the airport.
0: Yeah, to figure out the entire story. And then Diane's like, oh, okay. Um, so, you know, you went to the airport. You did this. You did that. You did this. The entire scheme. Like, they just plan it right there and then. Yep. Right? The entire excuse that they're going to give to the police. And... I feel like Diane kind of knew the entire time that it's going to be Grace. She had her
1: suspicions. Yeah. She was like the reader, right? She knew something was off that, you know, just like what we said in the summary of the book, Jack and Grace, they're just too good to be true. You know, something was off. She had her suspicions.
0: Yeah, and then her real suspicions rose when, um, you know, they had a meeting together, him, uh, sorry, Jack, Grace, and... um, Diane, And then Jack at that meeting said, oh, her room's going to be red. You know, the entire basement room that was supposed to be red. And then Diane's like, oh, it's. I thought it was yellow, you know?
1: Yeah. And especially, you know, (laughs) Diane knows, the audience knows that, you know, Jack is very, very close to Millie. And the fact that she loves yellow was emphasized so much, especially with the party.
0: Yeah. And red's just like a very, very brutal color.
1: Yeah. So how could someone make an error like that?
0: yeah especially for someone who struggles through um you know such conditions
1: and for someone of jack's you know intelligence right it doesn't seem like something he'd mess up
0: yeah and then you know they all jack grace so like jack is dead grace mm-hmm. you know i guess she's free and then yeah millie's it's free interesting too how
1: we see how you know jack didn't exactly die the way grace intended for him to die he actually died by his own hand because the reason he died is because, you know, the basement door had a lock on it where it's only able to be open from the outside and not the inside.
0: Yeah. Like which
1: he put in because his plan was to put me in the basement, right?
0: Kind of like karma. Kind of. Yeah.
1: So if he hadn't had such an awful mechanism installed into the basement door, he would have been alive enough to get out of the basement and, you know, drink some water so he doesn't die from dehydration
0: yeah but he still died and you mm-hmm. know grace got her way and millie's safe everyone's safe now uh i guess G- jack got what he deserved
1: yes but the story was able to keep us on our toes right we weren't sure if you know jack was really gonna die yeah he's gonna escape but it was able to come together so well in the end
0: yeah the author is just amazing the entire mystery and thriller components of the entire book awesome yes
1: And the fact that they were able to work in so many important issues into the story as well, so providing thrill, but also, you know, giving us a bit of a reality touch.
0: Yeah, like mental illness and, like, Down syndrome, which is also... Domestic
1: abuse. Yeah. Something that so many people... Psychological trauma. Yep. And Mm -hmm. people like Grace often, you know, have people around them that can help them. Grace had Millie and Diane to help her out of the situation.
0: Yeah, it almost seemed impossible.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people in domestic abuse cases are often able to get out because they had, you know, loving, caring people around them.
0: And I guess that's all that we really need in life, right?
1: Yeah. You know, there's nothing really stronger than the people you surround yourself with.
0: Well said. And that's the end of the chapter, guys. We hope you enjoyed it.
1: And if you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out to our Instagram page, which is at Chapters to Our Eyes. And we look forward to seeing you guys next episode.